welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome back to Fiercely Unstoppable. I am so happy you are here. We have an incredible Oh, incredible guest today. Taylor Lee is a business mentor for ambitious and passionate online service providers. After hitting her first six-figure year in business at 20 years old, she now helps her clients create a fully free life they dream of. This interview is so much fun and I'm so excited to kind of dive into this. So grab your pen and papers, let's take some notes, let's have some fun and just dive in. Awesome, you guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I have such a special guest for you today. I am so excited about this. We have Taylor Lee in the house. Ah, (laughs) how are you? Thank you so much for being here. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So tell us, oh gosh, give us some backstory. Tell us what you do, how you got to where you are and all the fun, good, juicy, juicy info. Yeah. So I'm Taylor Lee. I am a business mentor and I help my clients who are mostly coaches and service providers go to multiple six figures in their business. Yes. (laughs) So I feel like we should preface and say like previously Taylor Manning, but now Taylor Lee. She has immersed into a beautiful Taylor Lee. (laughs) Yes. Yes. My whole business, the past like three years I've been Taylor Manning, maybe longer than that. I mean, my whole life, but (laughs) I feel like that, that was one of those names that, you know, those people where you have to say their first name and their last name. And I feel like, like Taylor Manning was one of those names that I was like, first name, last name, first name, last name. Like I couldn't say Taylor without saying Manning. And so now I'm like, okay, now Taylor Lee, Taylor Lee. (laughs) I know. And that's been like, so, I mean, it's actually way easier than people think, but changing my name and deciding to change that with my business was definitely a fun, interesting decision. It's (laughs) so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I would think it's hard that people would be like, wait, what? You know? So yeah, good to know. Yeah. It's like, do I want to do it? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Do I change my name in real life and then change it with the business? Do I just change it all? Do I not at all? You know? So uh, that that's why I've always gone by Brooke Allison. Cause I, you know, what's so funny is even when I was little, um, or even as an artist, I was like, I'm going to go by Brooke Allison because I know I'm going to be famous one day and I'll just confuse people when I change my last name. Like that's just been my thought process for so long. Like it just made sense. I love that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but we'll, we can talk about names all day, but we're not yeah. here for that. We're here for the good, juicy info and all the fun stuff to scale business. So let's backtrack. How did you even get to where you are today? How'd you find out about the coaching world? When did you start your business, et cetera? 
Yeah. So when I was in college, I came across a YouTube video on how to make money online. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the ways was freelancing, you know, like um, Upwork or Odesk, I think it was called yeah. back then and things like that. So that's how I got started. Like being my own boss, having my own business was freelancing and fast forward a year, year and a half or so. And I started getting clients that were coaches. So helping coaches, mm. social media and marketing and stuff like that. And so it was also right around the time period where, like I said, I'd been doing this work for a year, year and a half and I was getting good at it. And I understood the strategy of it, not just the like buttons to press <laughs> to set right. technical things up. Yeah. And so I, I just covered the coaching world. I'm like, this is what I need to be doing because Ooh. now my clients were like, wanting to learn about what other clients were doing and what my right. opinion was on things. And in the, at least in the freelance world at that time, I don't suggest doing this, but it was like, you do the work and you charge for that. But when you're on the phone with a client, you don't charge for that. Oh. So I'm like, I need to do coaching because being on the phone with them is my favorite thing right now, but I don't get paid for it. Right. And they want it. It just like clicked. So I feel like Ooh. I was really just, it just showed up in my world. How long ago was that? Um, that was like late 2015. Cool. Oh my gosh. The time just flies so fast. I know. Doesn't it? I can't, I can't even <laughs> believe it. And so then no, I I'm glad I remember this though. November, 2015, I hired my first coach because I was like, I want to do this. I want to like raise my rates. Cause I was just doing hourly, like literally 25, $30 an hour. I'm wow. like, how do I even do this? And I hired a coach and Honestly, when I heard her, her, it was more about like, just help me make a package. Like, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then here we are now. So now where are you at? Where's your business at? So now we are celebrating our third multiple six figure cash Yay! year, which is so crazy. Um, yeah. So it's just... I'm glad I did it. <laughs> mm, I love that. So I think there's, oh gosh, there's so much we can dive into here. Yeah. And I'd really love this episode to kind of gear more towards the people who already have the business, who I just love background stories, but who already have the business, who are making money in their business. Maybe they're even um, at like five to 10 K months, but they're looking to scale to the next level. They're really looking to bring in the multiple six figures of cash. What are maybe three to five tips and strategies that you can give us to, to help us get there. What needs to be happening for us to scale from, you know, the under six figure level, six figure level to the next level. Man, the three main things that I will usually say, um, higher end, like raise your rates. Don't be afraid to charge a lot. Mm. Um, the second thing being, launching and bringing in more people into your courses or your group programs. That's definitely something I had to master. It's like life-changing and you get to serve more people. But then the mindset too, like the other stuff I see come up is like, it's so crazy. These coaches literally changing lives, putting their heart and soul out there, feeling selfish, guilty, bad, mm. or wanting a lot of money, taking money from people, stuff like that. So a lot of mindset of like, you're a business owner, but also like, it's not that bad to charge money. And 
yeah, I mean, that could probably have its own. I know. I was like, I feel like we should totally dive into that. This, this idea of pairing the yeah. two together of removing the guilt around charging more because it, there always yeah. comes a moment in time. And granted, I've, if I look back on the past two years, I've given myself a hell of a damn good raise. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> um, which is awesome. However, I do remember those moments in time. And I'm sure maybe you felt this too, where you're like, oh my God, no one's ever paid me that before. Like at one time, no one's ever paid me that. Is that even possible? Is that possible for someone to pay me? Or, oh my gosh, what if I raise my rates and then people won't want to pay me because now I'm more expensive. Can we maybe talk about your experience with that or your client's experience with that and how to get through and pass that experience? Like I had said that experience a billion times, but <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life. Okay. But get past that, that moment of fear of, I want to increase my rates. So I know it's time, but I've never charged that before. And what if people run away now? Uh, I know. It, and that's, that's one of the hardest things too, because honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, you literally just have to trust yourself and you explained it perfectly. Like that's how I always try to explain it to people. Like when I raised my rates to 10 K, which was a huge jump before that I charged three K. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. That is yeah. so fast. For the same exact program, people always want to know, did it, was it longer? Did you yeah. add more? Same exact program, <laughs> number of calls, everything. Um, I felt that's, it's just like, I know that I'm good enough to charge 10 K and I know it's time to, but then at the exact same time going, but what if I'm not good enough? And what if the clients don't get results? And what if nobody signs up? And it's just like, you're feeling both things at the same time. But when you do have that 50% of knowing you got to follow that, you know, because the fear is always going to come up. And I joke with my clients that God does not come down from heaven and tell you, why not ever raise your, yeah, yep. raise your rate to 10 K <laughs> people will sign up. This is the right move. There isn't like, there is really no guarantee, but I'll tell you anytime I've seen anybody do it, raise their rate and really go for it and do the strategy and the mindset work there, people sign on. It might take longer for some than others, but it seems to work. You just really have to trust yourself. Like the, the fear doesn't really go away. You know, you can't just like get, get rid of it. You just have to get over it. Right. And I think that the, the, the sooner you can sign that client at that rate too, as soon as it happens once you're like, I can do this again, you know, and that's, you did a huge jump. I don't think I've ever done quite as big of a jump yeah, um, a as, jump. <laughs> as that, which is incredible. And it's absolutely deserving, but it's all, and I want people to understand that it doesn't have to be anything. It, it could be $50. It could be $7,000 like you, yes. it could be $500 or $2,000. There's no set answer for what that has to look like. And I think that people put a lot of pressure on themselves like, oh, I should be charging this. I should be charging this. But you know, for me, when I've raised my price, it's, it's always been what I've been feeling good about and what I know I can easily receive. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, of course this is worth that. And it makes sense. Um, when you raise your rates, like what, what is that feeling like for you? You know, I love that you just said that because I feel like with my own marketing, I had, this was maybe I don't know, a while ago, but I was like really loving talking about the five figure, like price tag on your programs yeah. and really pushing that. And I do think everybody can do it. And I do think it would benefit everybody to do it, you know, mm -hmm. um, for many reasons. But then I started seeing people like thinking, Oh, I have to raise my rates to 10 K and just like uh. so much resistance around it. And I'm like, 
no, that's not what I meant. Exactly. (laughs) Like that's not what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. The thing is, is in my freelance business, I did a year and a half of baby steps and I Mm. think about it. I went from charging $7 an hour to a year and a half later charging upwards of $50 an hour. Uh One client I even was already charging $300 an hour. You know, that was more like two years later, but that it was like baby steps that led to, when you look at it, a huge change. That was awesome. You know, and same thing with coaching. It was like, I did four months for 3k and then 10 months later I jumped up to 10k and then a year later I jumped up to 20. So here's how I know I do it. (laughs) I tend to do it in a way where I know it for a while, just like a lot of us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) honesty moment. And it's like, it's been time. And I start attracting clients or situations that make it very, very obvious. It's time to raise the rates. And it's just like, Uh it becomes a thing like I have to do it. So Mm. I think there's no right or wrong. I think like I've made jumps when you look at it, it's like, well, who cares? That took 10 months. You like over tripled your rates, like go you. Right. I could have done baby steps too. Like either is fine, you know, but for me, that's what it has tended to look like. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's so funny. I mean, I even remember, um, in the very beginning, my first ever, gosh, in the very beginning, you guys, my financial brain was rough. Um, you know, being on food stamps and whatever, but at the, the, in the very beginning, my first package was a four month package and it was $3,600. And then I remember literally, I didn't sign anybody at that rate. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel good about this anymore. I think it's supposed to be 43 instead. And then I signed two clients that same, like within the week of, it was the same day that I signed two clients, but within that first week of, of raising that. And so I think sometimes that energetically, that's what happens is we align with the number and it feels really good. And then people just easily come to you too. Um, but yeah, looking back, I'm like, I'm giving myself a really good raise since then, which is super fun. Um, so hmm, let's talk about like signing the next client. Cause maybe it's that whole fear, right? So that's why I think a lot of people don't raise their rates because they're like, God, if I'm not even signing clients now, like how would I sign clients then? If everybody keeps telling me they don't have the money, they don't have the money. What am I supposed to do when my rates increase? And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and kind of just create a discussion around this too. I mean, we are like, so on the same page, like you'll say something like, come on. That's exactly what I say. I love it. We're like same vibe over here. Um, but what you said, like the, it energetically, it just clicks because when I wanted to go, I know these numbers might be unrelatable for some or really inspiring for some, but right place with any number, it doesn't matter. When I knew it was time to go to 20K for my package, the same package that was 3K <laughs> two or three years earlier, by the way, right. um, that felt so crazy. And when I looked at other women charging 20K, mm. um, they were like badass women, like mm. some of them making a million dollars a year, right? Like, mm. and they were what I was paying coaches that I obviously highly looked up to. So that was a really right. scary jump for me. But anyway, my point is, I tried to like creep my way up at that point because I knew it had to be 20, but then I was like, oh, I'll try 16. Still an amazing jump. Nothing. And just like you were saying, when I just finally, and for me, I hired a coach, another coach and just did it. And I got those, you know how it feels. You're like, I am so epic and badass. And like, Mm -hmm. you just get pumped up. Then I raised the rate to 20. Like I knew I should have done for months. And I signed on like, I think it was like five clients and like five or six wow. weeks or something. It was really huge and really cool. Awesome. Um, and I think that's really it. I mean, it's, I think with that, it's hugely 
um, energetic. So what do you think shifted for you internally when you did decide that, all right, 20 K here it is, here's what it is. And those clients coming in, like, what do you think changed and what did your action look like at that time for those five clients two or six clients, however many it was to come in so easily after changing your price? Yeah. I mean, I think internally it feels like now you're actually trusting yourself. So the universe likes that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it also really feels like now I'm seeing myself as good enough, you know, um, even though there's always going to be a little bit of doubt. And, um, I mean, yeah, I think internally, like those two big things, when those like click into place, I think that's with pricing alignment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it really, it takes a lot of focus, like telling yourself that <laughs> and staying there. But then in terms of just marketing it, it's just, it's getting really, really clear, like who this is for and making sure that I feel really confident, um, in whatever the way I teach it in one of my courses is like design the transformation first. Like where do they start? Where do they end market that own that, but also do your mindset work around it and make sure you're confident around it and feel free to adjust until you are confident. Cause I think sometimes you have to make it good enough to charge X, but really you just need to know that they're going to get, they're going to learn what they need to learn to get that result. Yeah, absolutely. So if we think about like daily activities of what we need to be doing every day to either scale to the next level of income, whether that is their first 10K month or um, 20K or 30K or scaling to the multiple six figures, well, that is multiple six figures. We get what I'm saying. What do you believe needs to be happening every single day to get to that level? So I teach like the, these five things, like five mm -hmm. daily to do's. Um, and you could get more specific with it, but mindset work mm -hmm. for me that's journaling i know brooke you're like mastering all these really cool <laughs> mindset and training your mind kind of stuff which i love i love all that stuff um and then i teach this thing like grow nurture sell so do something to grow your audience something right. to nurture your audience which could be giving a tip value my favorite is telling your story because <laughs> it sells yeah. too and it nurtures people um and selling like promote your offer you know um, and right. the other thing is like, be supported. So whether that is with your mentor or friends, like I'm always like, sometimes it varies too. Like sometimes I have somebody who I love who it's like, they're not in the place to support me, whether that's give me advice or just hear me out or celebrate me mm -hmm. and that I, I be supported by someone else. But every day, even now I'm like, how am I going to be supported today with it? Celebrating with a friend, mm -hmm. asking my mentor a question. Cause I'm that type of client that can sometimes like that's a stupid question. I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> be supported. You deserve to be supported. I love that yeah. question. How can I be supported today? Yeah. That's a really beautiful question because I think that entrepreneur, so I'm just putting a pin yeah. in, your, in your five. Um, but, um, I think that, you know, entrepreneurship, I don't think I know because I feel it in my core that yeah. it can be really lonely. And especially as you move towards the top even faster. And I feel like so often, you know, um, I'm looking for more people, like the longer time goes, I'm looking for more people to just like be friends with and like collaborate together and support each other and like help each other and be like, cheer each other on, you know? And so yeah. I think that's so important, whether that is, I think there's place and time for the reaching up and then the reaching side to side. So reaching up would be nice. your coach, your mentor, reaching side to side are your like BFFs. Like they are your like home buddies that go, mm, 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 I love you. You know, like they cheer you on. They they are your people. 
Um, and I think that's really important. So I love that you brought that question up because that's a really great question for everybody to ask themselves every day. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's been really a game changer for me, both with both the mentorship I'm investing in getting the most yeah. out of it, but also, um, with my friends, my biz besties. Cause I can also tend to be the person that's like, I'll support you. I'll celebrate you. But then, like I was saying, keeping everything in and that's not, mm. we all deserve that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got, let's recap real quick for, we have the three. What's the first three? Mindset. Mm-hmm. And then grow, nurture, sell. Right. Oh, okay. Actions. Those are, those are, so, okay. Got it. Grow, nurture, sell. Got it. And then, yep. and then be supported. Be supported. Okay. So those are the five. Okay. Yes. So action. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> 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 Mindset. My, my, my brain instantly went to take action. Okay. You guys So take action. <laughs> All right. Mindset, grow, nurture, sell, and then be supported. Yes. Um, and I think that, you know, really it's, it's consistency and mm-hmm. that's like the biggest theme for everyone. And I was thinking about this the other day, like relating it to my body, you know, and like working out and stuff as much. I mean, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot lately, probably because I've been going to the gym a lot and I'm like, damn, I wish I could lift this one weight and have like really awesome body, you know, but <laughs> unfortunately it takes time um, to have what we want. And I think that, you know, with, with business and success, it can happen really fast. But knowing that the more we do this work, it, it's going to happen. We're going to see the results. Mm-hmm. So I guess then the question becomes like for the person who just feels like, oh my gosh, I feel like this isn't happening. I feel like this isn't working out for me. I, I don't know where my next client's going to come from. I don't even know how to sign my next client any, like anymore. Um, you know, and feeling on the edge of burnout, like they know that they're going to do this. So they're not going to quit. But like on the verge of like, I don't even feel like I'm in love with what I'm doing anymore. What suggestions would you have there? Yeah. I mean, that's so good. I've had my fair share of burnouts (laughs) in business. Um, (laughs) It happens. It's okay. And you know, the thing is, is that faking it doesn't work. And I think Mm. that's where a lot of us, especially like I love that we're talking about this because this is speaking to the people that are the action takers. They're like, yeah, tell me what sure. to do. I right. will do it. I'll take action all day long. Like this is yeah. mine. But then the burnout happens or they're not inspired yeah, or they're not seeing the results. And then they're like, oh, yeah, wow, life happens. I'll, you know, I had, mm-hmm. you've had life happening lately. I had life <laughs> happen at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I feel like every year I have a couple of months of life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, I have, I have life now. Okay. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and, And that does affect your business, but it doesn't have to affect it badly. It's just, I think faking it doesn't work and you have to give yourself a chance to just really step back and, um, take care of yourself and do the inner work or just totally step away. Like sometimes the moments where it feels like the most ridiculous to go have fun or take a day off. Mm. I mean, I might want to say always <laughs> are the days where you need to do it. Like, yeah, uh, step away because I just, I really have learned. It's, it's like, I never learned this, but I'm always learning it more and more and right. more. Like you're like, energy, I keep learning the same lesson. <laughs> yeah. Energy vibes first and not faking it. I feel like in year one, it was like, Oh, high vibe. Okay. <laughs> Smile. Yes. Like, pretend to be high vibe. But now it's like, no, like actually literally love my life and enjoy it, like take it in. And then you'll feel like I had to do this today because I'm pregnant and today I am like tired and brain foggy and it makes no sense. I slept forever and I haven't even working that much, but it was like, you know what? 
I'm like, but I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to do any of it. Like, let's just take the day off. And then I took like two hours off and then I felt better. Still a little tired, but then I was like, oh, I need to go say this in my story. I need to go write that post. It's kind of like Mm. my little trick. I feel like when I do give myself permission to like, you know what? You don't need to do any of it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I am truly an action taker. I'm like, wait, now I'm inspired. (laughs) And I think like, this has been like a, gosh, this is a lesson for me too, that I've learned over and over and over again. And I'm still learning. Um, (laughs) And I feel like I need to learn right now. You know, like this is, that's the thing. I think we go through the same similar situations over and over again because we quite haven't learned the lesson yet. And for the action takers, I feel like there's this internal battle when we hear these things and we're like, yeah, that sounds so good. Let me just go have fun for the day or let me just go take two two hours off or uh, the whole day off instead and do that. And, And I think part of us is like, hell yeah, that sounds great. Then the other part of us is like, well, how am I supposed to get to my goals that way? And that's always been an internal struggle for me where I've been like, okay, yes, I do know. And I do believe the more fun I have, the more money I make. However, I'm still in a place where I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. And so if I just keep going out and having fun <laughs> and then yeah. still not taking the action, then, it, then I feel, then I start to feel guilty. And then I'm like, okay. And then I think sometimes, and I love doing mindset. I mean, obviously I talk about mindset and energy and all this stuff all the time, but sometimes I, I, I even notice that myself, I, I'll sacrifice and I'll cut out like a little bit of my mindset work and I'll be like, I don't need to do that today. Like, I'll do that later. That doesn't need to happen right now. And then I'll go straight into working when deep down, I know I need to do that work. But do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. So I'm sure you felt this too. And so how do we battle? And I mean, I can, we can both share our experiences, but you know, and because th- like I said, this is still a lesson I feel like I'm learning all the time. How do yeah. we release and let go and know that we're going to hit our goals by knowing that we got to take care of ourselves first? It's like, I don't, if that sounds so basic. Yeah, I totally it's not, get it's it though. It's basic though. It's about like, we know we need to take care of ourselves, but we often don't, even though we say we do and we tell other people they need to take care of themselves. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I have a couple of things I want to say. I'm like, yes. wait. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I feel like one thing I have to remind myself of is like literally the words that you'll say Mm. when you're inspired versus the words you say when you're crossing something off your to-do list are physically actually different, different. Mm -hmm. you know? And and a lot of people would say, um, your vibes, your energy, or even like, you know, people will give an example like, Oh, when you're in a really desperate money energy, people feel it. Or when you're Mm -hmm. really burnt out, people feel it. I'm like, I don't know if they really feel it. But then it really clicked when I was like, wait, the things I actually say and the way I market right. actually different. Mm. And <laughs> you know? so that's, that's where the feeling comes in where someone's yeah. like, oh, I, you know, it's just a little bit off. It's a little bit different, but you're so right though. Like, I mean, when I was traveling, I would just go on a hike and that's where the inspiration hit. And I'd be like, oh, I have the best idea, you know? Yes. And I think it's like, also for me, it's been taking away the rules too. Like I mm. always tell my clients, like my thing is if I have been in my office for like days straight, I know yes. I'm doing something wrong. And that was like a pattern I kind of, I've made where it's like, it doesn't really count unless you're sitting down at your desk, at your computer, like mm. working, but it's just, it's like, that's what happened to me today. It's like, I went on a drive somewhere. I went to take a walk. I went to the grocery store. I sat outside, let my dogs out. <laughs> Very glamorous. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I need to say this. I need to say that. And then taking yeah. action right then, because I could have said like, no, I'm, I'm going to work in a few hours anyway, or I'm going to do that after my podcast. Episode, right. Right. Computer, or even like, it's not good enough, you know, like we need to craft it together. But I've like given myself permission, like when it comes, just do it. Don't worry about it being good enough. Don't worry about it's mm-hmm. as silly as it sounds needing to be like at the desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think and that, that is... releases pressure there too. Yes. That released a lot of pressure for me as well because when I was traveling full time, I was finding a hard time to sit down and be in, in, in work mode because my quote unquote office was also my bedroom that I was sleeping in. And I was like, this is not working for me. And so I would go to lunch and then that would be my office. And then I would go to the mountain and that would be my office. And, and I think that releasing that pressure is really beneficial. Um, because isolation does not help anyone. No. And it's crazy. Cause I think we all, most of us want that. Like when we think of freedom, we kind of imagine a life like that, right? Like mm-hmm. working at a cafe and going out to lunch and mm-hmm. like living a fun life and, um, location independence, whether that's literally like being five minutes away or in another country. Right. Um, but then when it comes down to it, we feel guilty for it. And mm-hmm. it's like the, I up. call myself a recovering workaholic. Yeah. And so I have to like put things on my schedule. So I don't go back into that, like workaholicism of like working all damn day, you know? Uh, yeah, I can <laughs> so relate to that. And that, for me, it's like, I have my to-do list and then like when it's done, it's done. You know, and I'm like, how many things do you put on your to-do list every day? That's a really, I'd love to know. Good question. Man, maybe five or more. Yeah. (laughs) Or more. Or sometimes more. (laughs) Like with my work, I would like to have it be like five things. And that's like including like my posts, my live, things like that. And then of course, in between, I'll do little things as I think of it. Like, oh, I should share that here. Oh, I should um, message that person or whatever. Mm. But um, it's such a good question though, because I have found any moments where I feel like overwhelmed, never done. It's so much work, stressed. Mm-hmm. My to-do list is like literally the full page. And then you like put that one to the side and start a new one. And then you're thinking when you get done <laughs> with that. This is my one. life. You're, it's like the never ending. It just like keeps going. And you're like, oh, but I also got to do these things. And then you have like, yeah, this, you, you're, I think you're reading my brain. Are you in my body? I think you are. Literally, this that's is, me. I'm like, well, my okay. normal. <laughs> I got a few things done on this one, but there's no more room. I'll set it over here and start a new one. But then I could cross things off and I'm like, yeah. But then I just keep adding things to the I'm like okay but I could get this done too I think Gosh. it's like a mind hack <laughs> as well though like don't do that because it never feels like put that stuff where you can't see it because yeah I do have a to-do list that's probably 500 things long but like right. it's not physically in front of me yeah um, and not everything is as yeah. important to get done as other things some things are like yeah. oh I can wait on that or like I know on my to-do list I need to go to the dentist but like it's not the end of the world if I don't get that done today you know, yeah. I can call the dentist tomorrow or next week or in two weeks, but that is on my list. So it's like prioritizing well, what actually needs to get done. And I think yeah. that's helped me a lot as well as I think that's just a, a high achiever trait, right? It's just easy to be like, okay, let me get all this stuff down. So I know what I need to do. But the problem is, is then we get overwhelmed. So that's yeah, where the what, prioritizing And also goes. like what actually on this list is going to really move me forward, you yeah. know, because even still, I have ideas like, oh, this funnel, this freebie, yeah. this training series, like this future launch. And I think, I mean, sometimes I wish I could get all that done right now, but instead yeah. it's like, no, but 
actually just writing a post is probably the most it's, productive thing for me to do right, right now. Yes. And then push that stuff off later. And if you can outsource it, outsource it. Or if you can, like, sometimes I do set aside like a two or three hour chunk where it's like, this is like working behind the scenes. And then I work mm. on all those ideas and stuff like mm-hmm. that because it can be easy too to kind of lose time for that as well. But mm. a lot of it does not need to get done either. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you mentioned um, funnels and that's something that I wanted to ask you too, because I know you have really kicked ass in like the passive income realm lately um, with it. W- I think you've changed the name a few times. So the, it's six figure something. Is it six figure yeah. flow right now? Or is it still six figure back? I was well, like, I know, I think there are different <laughs> programs. So I'm like, it's yeah. something. <laughs> so the program this year, well, for the past couple of years, it's been Unleash Your Six-Figure Badass, which is my yes. course. Got it. And okay. that has definitely kicked ass. <laughs> that, is that the one that now is pa- is passive, right? Is that, yeah, is that what's happening in the back end? You know, here that I found is that I really do like to teach my courses live or like drip release them. I like to have people go through them in groups. So we do have a funnel where people can join and get it passively. And it's like, that's always happening, which is great. Um, but I, I personally found a disconnect with my people when I was doing that. And I also found like a lot of pressure around something that like, I don't want to say I can't control because it's like a numbers game. So you kind of can control it. Mm-hmm. But I felt I, I had a disconnect with the people and I felt disconnected to it. Cause it was just like a funnel. It wasn't like I was talking to people. So this year I still have the funnel running cause it's good and it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really am. I've been into the launching. So this year we had our first six figure launch. That's so exciting. Had, yeah, oh my gosh. yeah, that course has had over like 200 people in it this year. Wow. That's crazy. And then my sales course has had almost 300 people in it. So it's crazy. And that's been more from launching right now. And I, yeah. I think this is one thing I would like to say is yeah. do it however you feel called. Last year, I had a moment <laughs> where I was like, okay, seven figure Taylor done. We're doing it. But instead of like customizing my seven figure business, which is actually the way to do it, I was like, all the seven figure earners right now are preaching funnels and an automated webinar and da 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 da. So I hired someone to build the funnel. I hired an ads team. I like spent a ton of money and that's fine. But the thing was, is it was not like what actually what I really wanted. Like that was what I was going to be so proud of. That was going to be like shiny and badass and money and. Yeah. So it didn't, I mean, it did work, but it was bringing in about 10 K a month, which I know some people were like, Taylor, I would like kill for that. That sounds amazing, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't getting me to seven figures and it was actually slowing, slowing me down and all that disconnected feeling. So I changed it. I still have that running, but I don't put any pressure on it. Yeah. Not just for me. Like for some people, that's probably the thing that is like lighting them up and so freaking excited. But for me, what I learned was like my favorite task in my business is selling with posts and writing oh, sales content and sales posts, sales. I like actually like that. I feel like I express myself that way. So I like took all of that out of my business <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, what's so funny is like, you're not the first person that I've heard say that, you know, who built yeah. this big funnel and it was working, but it wasn't really fully aligned. Um, it's just fascinating, but it's like always giving yourself permission to do what feels really freaking good. Doing what feels so good. <laughs> We've got some doggies joining us. 
I mean, the good news is I'm getting a package. <laughs> so yay. That's so funny. Um, yes, but so always doing what feels really good to you and your business. Um, and yeah. I think that's the key here, but I have, okay. I have like two questions that sparked when you were talking about this. So to, in order to create a really kick-ass launch in order to really sell out, I mean, six figure launch is like the dream. I mean, that's what I'm running after in this next year, you know, let alone even forever and ever yeah. and more so. Um, but what needs to happen in a launch to make it really, really profitable, but also fun and energetically freeing along the way? Yeah. So I had that happen, which burnt me out. Even though <laughs> I was not working barely at all. Cause I outsourced yeah. everything under the sun. It wasn't really working. <laughs> I was burnt out from that mentally. And then, um, life happened in the beginning of the year and I had health stuff come up and it, I had to take time to heal. But then I just was like, I planned this launch and I took what I know strategically. Like I know to get a hundred people in a program, I need a decent sized audience, like common sense. And I know I need to share it and I, I need to have, have it planned out so people know when it starts and when early right. we're facing in. So I planned the strategic part, but then I planned it out to be like only stuff I genuinely wanted to do. Mm. And I did all the normal stuff. Like I did live streams. I did a challenge. I did emails and I did posts, mm -hmm. um, and stories. It's like all my sales tactics I did right there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I only did like the amount of live streams I wanted to do mm. and the number of posts I wanted to do. And I made it really practical for me, but then I stuck to my plan a hundred percent, which is, and my goal most importantly, like, and it was not on track the entire time. There was on the last day, I needed like 30 more people to hit my goal. So you know, in the first week, I think we got 15 wow. people. I wasn't I I on remember track. that. Actually, I think I remember reading an email and you were like, I'm holding space for nine more people. We are opening the door and this is happening. Like, it's just, I think yeah. that was happening and watching that. Yeah. And okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, no, you can't close this out. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I'm sure a lot of people here know Amanda Francis and I've worked with Amanda and she always says, like, you don't, you don't give up ever. You don't even give up after it's done. Like it's not done. It happens. Like you get what you like that kind of thing. And, um, so that was like the first time I really fully went for it. So it's true. Like I didn't actually hit the goal doors closed. And I think we needed eight more people to cross it. Mm. And so I opened them up for one more day for only that amount of people. And then we hit 102,000. Mm, wow. So yeah, it's like, we didn't even hit the goal, but we did. And I just, I just did it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Okay. So what do you think is one like mandatory thing that needs to happen in the sales post, whether it is a mm. actual copy, like written copy, email and or live to sell more? I mean, I think being specific and like mm. sharing your actual story, owning your actual results um, and also not being afraid of like, this is who this program, I like to say, this is whose program was made for. Mm. And like I said earlier, I teach my clients, like the first thing we do when they want to make a new program is decide where the person's starting and where they're ending. And then from there, you can guess, we create the modules, like what do yeah. they need? What's the middle right. point? So then I like genuinely, like from my heart, like I made this custom created formulated this for this person on this journey. And I think people 
feel that and trust that because I really mean it. Yeah. Uh, that's a very powerful statement, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful. Okay. So this is my, of course, million dollar question of the podcast. But <laughs> since this podcast is really all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self, can you tell us about a time that you had to overcome an obstacle and when you did, you just felt victorious? Oh man, <laughs> all <laughs> the stressful things that have ever happened to You're me. Like my this. whole life. No, I know. I feel that too. I'm like, uh, which one? <laughs> oh, so whichever one feel you feel called to talk about would be awesome. Yeah, like I said, I could. There's so many I could share. One that yeah. does pop in though. We sp- we spoke about pricing and being confident. Yeah. And I had this one client. One of my last, my actual, my last. So let's be clear service-based client that I took on while I was coaching and did not need to, but she was this big, shiny name, like tens of thousands of followers mm. kind of thing. I couldn't turn it down. It felt like, it felt like a great opportunity, right? Mm. Um, so I took it on and I basically got scammed. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. What? And I found out that a lot of other, this was years ago. So people were going to want to know the deets. I, uh, kind of an irrelevant person now because I think that's how the world tends to work. Right. Um, but a lot of other people came to me saying that they did too. Mm. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that at first I didn't win the case and that's not even what made me feel victorious. I like, I think that was a time where it was like, okay, like loud and clear, this is what I meant to be doing. And it was also a moment where it was like this woman who coached and taught and had courses and everything under the sun that I wanted that I took on because I saw her as literally better than me, so much better than me. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm better than that. Like, I'm literally better than Mm -hmm. that. And the coaching world needs me and more people like me and me to hire people because I would never do that to somebody. And me to have hundreds of people in my course. Like, and I don't know, I think I like really like gave me a lot of power. I mean, I, I kind of don't like that word in a way, but I do like it yeah. gave me a lot of my inner power of just like, no, I am meant to be here and there is no better than, you know, and it's definitely not about the numbers. And so anyway, I took my power back. I own my business. I did not need that money at all. And then like randomly months and months later, I did get it back. So I think I manifested it back. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so funny because obviously when we're going through these experiences, we're like, what the heck? Like, why is this happening? What am I going through? Why am I going? I mean, I've had so many of those moments where I'm like, why is this happening? Like, what's going yeah. on? And I think that, you know, it's, it's the, once we get over the hump, like, and we feel that victorious moment, we're like, That's why that's why I needed to go through this. Like I needed that, like, like, like you said, that inner power for you. Like that's what needed to happen. I mean, now, you know, and yeah, I mean, now I am that person. You are that person. Hundreds of people in our courses. I've never scammed a team member. Like that's so awesome. (laughs) Like I am really amazing. No, (laughs) but really, right? Yeah, I claimed my spot because it was like I was like, oh, if she said my name, if she gave me a test, like if I had her name behind me, Mm. I would be great. Mm. And that nobody here needs anybody's name behind them. Like you are great, and you are needed. And like I just like I know people that take my programs and that are taking yours and listening to this podcast, like are good people. And the only right. reason all that fear of not being good enough, you would not even worry about that if you were like a bad person. So you have a good heart. Like we need you in this world. Mm, such a good message. Okay. Yeah. So what is like the most exciting thing going on right now in your life or your business? 
I mean, I have a baby coming. <laughs> Yay, baby. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I know that's definitely the most exciting thing. And it's so fun too, because it's just a whole nother level of trust. A lot of, I've been on some of my first mom podcast lately. They all want to know like maternity leave and what are you going to do? And the thing is, is like, I don't know at right. all. I want to make a million dollars next year. And I have no clue what it's going to be like with a baby. I have no clue how long I'll need for maternity leave. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to be an angel child that sleeps all day and is so cute and precious (laughs) or if she's going to be a terror. I have no clue. (laughs) So I'm just trusting the process and whatever (laughs) she ends up being. That's so funny. It's just going to be a challenge, you know, to be like, I'm just excited. It's all new and new experiences and new life. And I mean, and that's what's so great is that you get to have both, right? You get to have this life and the baby and the beautifulness and you get to make a million dollars. Yeah. You know, I, I think if this, this baby pregnancy would have happened any sooner, I would have not, I would have been in the headspace of like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is terrifying. Mm. Um, I still have been excited about her, but just like in business, and been like, right. Loot, let go of my power, my control. I don't know. <laughs> but now it's like, you know what? I've learned a million bajillion times about trust and flowing like flow doesn't really mean it's always gonna be easy it just means like trust what's happening right now and I'm like I genuinely feel that way so I'm really grateful that it's like Mm. this timing you know yeah Yeah. okay well tell everyone where they can like stalk you and love you and see cute little baby faces in the future (laughs) (laughs) yes baby selfies coming soon (laughs) oh so we can look forward to that so the best places to follow me, I would say I have my own podcast, which is ah. yeah, fully free with Taylor Lee. So you guys can search that probably right now as this episode's ending. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Instagram. That's where you're going to catch the baby pics, but all the oh, updates, okay. stories, all that great stuff, which is at underscore the Taylor Lee. Perfect. Oh, all right. Well, I know they're going to follow you. All that will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being on today. This was awesome. Yes, I so enjoyed it. Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.